Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's topic will have us covering the surprise announcement of a Disney and Marvel Games showcase. My name is Matteo, and today I'm joined by... Jules. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like and subscribe. Now, let's get this adventure rolling. So it's been a while since we've both, I guess, recorded an episode and released an episode. Probably closer to three weeks by the time this episode's produced and released. But yeah, summer's been crazy. The Hub World crew has gone on a trip and everything is just hectic right now. But we're hoping that maybe come mid-September, the somewhat regular content flow will restart. Bear with us for a while, a little while longer, and things should get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Just with that out of the way, well, let's just get into housekeeping because this is probably going to be a little bit shorter of a topic because aside from doing the sort of predictions for this Disney Marvel game showcase and the breakdown of what we know, uh, we're just going to talk also about some of our favorite past Disney games and what we would like to see just from Disney in general in the video game space. So anyways... Jules, what have you been up to lately, aside from the uh, the trip we just went on? So I would like to share with all of you my propaganda of Digimon is better than Pokemon. <laughs> I've been playing a game I've been waiting for for like five years now, Digimon Survive. It was supposed to come out in, I believe, 2019 when it was originally announced, and then it was pushed to 2020, and then Pandemic pushed it even further, 2021, and now here we are. 2022 and it finally came out the game is a visual novel at its core Um, many of you may have already seen some mixed reviews online about this game and i can tell you that all of those mixed reviews are fake news every single one of those mixed reviews i've seen have all only talked about how the strategy gameplay is shallow and it's not deep enough but from the beginning when they showed off this game through all the marketing they always positioned it as this is a visual novel it is not a strategy game and it completely succeeds in what it attempts to do while i believe that the criticisms are valid like the strategy gameplay is very static it doesn't change throughout the game the the strategy gameplay isn't isn't the core gameplay the visual novel is and it essentially you're playing a dark digimon anime that's what it feels like it feels like an anime and at the end of the episode where the uh the digidestined ultimately have to fight whatever bad digimon is attacking them that episode that's where the combat gameplay the, the strategy gameplay comes in and honestly it does its job it it makes you feel powerful it's very fun gives you control over the digimon it's a great game I was actually disappointed upon finishing it because when you originally start, there are three routes that you can go through depending on your dialogue choices. And um, once you beat the game, you unlock a fourth route, which is like the golden route. I was I was originally supposed to be going through a particular route, and then I realized that the route I had chosen was resulting in my Agumon not digivolving into Greymon and eventually War Greymon, so I course-corrected and went down the route that would get me Wargreymon. And in hindsight, upon finishing the game twice and going to read about the other two endings, I was very disappointed because I chose the lightest of the of the routes. Anyway, point is, game is fantastic. You should play it if you're a Digimon fan. If you're not a Digimon fan, become a Digimon fan and then play it. 
So as someone who's not really a Digimon fan that was interested in the game, I shouldn't play it. It's very clear that the game is made for Digimon fans. It feels like a mature spin on previous Digimon anime in the sense that a lot of the characters are very reminiscent of the characters in past anime um, to the point where like, I've seen people online just not even refer to the new characters by their actual names and just refer to them <laughs> by the names of the anime characters. Um, the Digimon, they give you a large variety of them are either in their rookie forms, like straight up from different anime or like their later forms are like recognizable Digimon. The villains are recognizable, powerful, evil Digimon from various anime. And there's a lot, it, there's just like a lot of love and care put into it while also approaching the visual novel genre of like Danganronpa with that like dark undertone, like very seriously. Like they make it very clear, like very early on that you cannot save everybody. Like they're at least in the first, like in your initial playthrough, you can't. You you started this whole conversation with saying how much better Digimon was than Pokemon, but you didn't even talk about that. But I don't need to. It's just better. Well, but speaking of, I was going to transition into Pokemon because there actually was a Pokemon presentation that we didn't cover because there wasn't really anything substantial shown. It was like all your typical sort of like Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Cafe Mix, all those types of mobile games. And then an update on Scarlet and Violet. And we saw some new Pokemon. We saw everyone's new favorite Pokemon, Fido. Like, I get Fido's cute and all, but I will never use cute Pokemon on my team. But I digress. But yeah, the fact that there's going to be three storylines, the sort of thing they say, oh, you can tackle any gym in any order, but if you actually research it, the gyms don't scale. So even if you you can go to them in any order, but it's still going to be somewhat linear. Uh, and then also like the fact that you can have Karaidon and Maraidon have the ability to fly, the ability to basically be the bike of the game. So they have that utility, which is really cool. And then the really, in my opinion, dumb battle mechanic that's become standard in every Pokemon game now. Hey, Crystal Hats is great. <laughs> Crystal Hats. I could just imagine like Pokemon teaming up with like Swarovski crystals and that you get them to make like a Swarovski set of like Pikachu with the stupid hat that's like tens of thousands of dollars as like these super luxury items but like that's something I can I know for a fact that's going to happen one day like if it happens I will make sure that I called that and but the one thing I did want to mention is that the leaks are starting to come out I'm not going to say exactly what leaked like names or things like that but People, I think, have a good idea now of how many Pokemon will be in the game in terms of new Pokemon. And, like, how many of them are three-stage, how many of them are two-stage, how many of them... Like, that type of information is leaking out. And some specific details as well. So just be aware right now, the leaks have already started and the game isn't coming out until November. In terms of what I've been playing lately, it's... Honestly, like I'm in a very weird position because there isn't anything substantial that I'm excited for to play until Splatoon 3 comes out. All of August and most of July, there really hasn't been anything that I really cared to play. Like, yes, yeah, Sonic Origins came out, but that was a collection of older Sonic games. And there's a lot of releases that I'm just not interested in. Like, I don't really care for Xenoblade. Like, 
Digimon Survive is something I might try one day. Uh, Klonoa, like that's something I'm buying later. I feel like the year started off so strong and it's just kind of just stalled almost. So I've just been essentially chipping away at a lot of smaller games. We got really, really into multiverses. Season one started the day we are recording and they just announced that Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins will be new characters being added in season one. And as a DC fan, I like seeing DC characters being added to multiverses. And then also, I've been really, really into Power Wash Simulator. Like, that's the only new game I've played. Like, I was not expecting to get into Power Wash Simulator. I've just heard people talk about it a lot. And as someone who legitimately enjoys Power Washing, the game is perfect. And it's on Game Pass. I didn't have to pay a cent for it. Gino's into Power Wash Simulator. I have some other friends that are into Power Wash Simulator. It's just a great game just to just empty your mind and just clean things. It's surprisingly deep for a simulator game. And I know this sounds like a complete joke, but the game is legitimately fun. And just the joy I get out of cleaning vehicles or power washing a house or like amusement park attractions. Like it's really, really cool. It's really, really fun. It's a great way just to relax and listen to YouTube and just power wash stuff. Like that's, that's what I like doing with power wash simulator. And then obviously Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel is something I'm continually doing, but TV shows also like, I haven't really been watching a lot of TV shows. I haven't been watching a lot of movies. I mean, I can say stuff about that. I just, but the one thing I wanted to mention just quickly about TV is She-Hulk is starting soon. And I guess I did finish watching Miss Marvel, but Miss Marvel was all right. And I watched Lightyear. Lightyear was also all right. Yeah, but I watched Buzz Lightyear in theaters and I I enjoyed it. Not the best Pixar movie, but still enjoyable. Um, But what I was going to say is I did binge Stranger Things since our last episode. By binge Stranger Things, I don't mean just the atrociously long fourth season. I mean the entire series. And it's an exceptional show. I'm not sure anybody here at the Hub World can say any more than has already been said on the internet for the last two months of the show's craze. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I won't say anything about it because I have no motivation and no no care to watch Stranger Things at all. So It is very good. You should watch it. Uh, the other thing I did want to talk about was Mario Kart. We had a Mario Kart drop. Oh, uh, yes. In this break. Um, <laughs> some eight pretty solid courses. Got some favorites like Waluigi Pinball and Calamari Desert. Some uh, boring ones like the GBA and SNES ones, as per usual. But this GBA one, the ice one, I forgot the name of it. I think that's actually a legitimately good course. There's actually, like, the SNES ones are always boring, but at least, like, Cheeseland... And this ice one, I think, are... are Road, the Sky yeah. Garden. Yeah, they're doing a good job with them. Don't get me wrong. They're doing a good job with them. I just don't like ice courses in general. But yeah, but I think the most notable thing about Mario Kart, and now we're getting into leak territory, is the fact that they da- data mine the, the songs mm-hmm. for the upcoming tracks. And there's a lot there, and I'm going to let listeners go and look up those. But the only one I want to talk about that I find is super interesting is that next pack we're getting supposedly what is a remake of both Wario Coliseum and Waluigi Stadium from GameCube, but they're spliced into one track, and that is very intriguing to me. I think that would be, instead of being a three-lap race, that would be a three-section race. 
Sort of like how Mount Wario was three-section. Yeah, especially because Wario Coliseum in the original GameCube was a very, very long course to the point where it only had two laps. So I envision that Waluigi Stadium, the entire like one lap of Waluigi Stadium will be one section of the course, and then they'll split up Wario Coliseum into two sections, and that will be a three-section course. That's the way I'm envisioning it. Wario Coliseum, wasn't it like floating above Waluigi Stadium? I don't think it was ever explicitly floating above Waluigi Stadium, but I think that's how they're going to position it. They were definitely very similar in aesthetic, so it makes sense to splice them, but I'm assuming you're either going to start in Waluigi Stadium and then, like, go up into the Coliseum, or the opposite, where you're going to start in the Coliseum and then eventually go down into the stadium. Um, other than that, I don't think there's much uh, to mention. So I think we should go on to the, the main topic. So in a really strange, pleasant, that might I add, change of events, Disney and Marvel are doing their own sort of, like, digital presentation sort of akin to a Nintendo Direct, which will focus on uh, video games. And that will be taking place at D23, which is Disney's sort of convention that they do every two years in Anaheim, California. And at D23, they talk about all aspects of the Disney company, parks, movies, TV, products, and now video games, which is really awesome. And, uh, there's never been a game showcase that they've done before, but they specifically highlighted it's going to be Disney and Marvel games. There's a chance Star Wars will be there, or I guess we know Star Wars will be there, but will Star Wars be substantial? I don't think Star Wars will be that substantial, but what we know for sure through Twitter and things like that is that they're going to be giving us updates on the recently delayed, yet again, Marvel Midnight Suns. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is that sort of Animal Crossing-like game, and then the AAA action-adventure Marvel game by Amy Henning's studio, which I think is Skydance. And that is probably the most exciting thing that we know of, for sure, that's going to be there. And this will be on September 9th. So how would you like to begin the conversation? Like, Well, I think the first thing I want to talk about is what we know. And like, obviously, there's not much to talk about what we know other than the, the unannounced Marvel game. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you've read the rumors around what that game is. I honestly forgot about its existence until this news of the presentation came out. Yes, yeah, so I forgot as well. But then I had a conversation with my friend about what we thought might pop up and he brought this up and he told me about some of the the rumors and he said that they're very reliable rumors um because what we do know is it's an ensemble game now the rumors are it is actually a fantastic four game which does have me very intrigued and a little bit excited you know like fantastic four has been down in the dumps for a long time fox did a number on that brand and now there's a lot of hype surrounding them because they're finally back at Marvel. Like we know that they're going to be playing a major role in this next cinematic arc. And they are at the end of the day, very beloved characters and they are very important to the Marvel mythos. 
And this could be that first step toward that rebranding of the characters. And I think, I do think that it could be a very interesting game. Like I am very excited for games like Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad kills the Justice kills the Justice League because they are games I can play with my friends. And the idea that there might be an ensemble game like Fantastic Four coming makes me excited that maybe third time's the charm with Marvel games because, you know, I wanted that game to be Avengers, but Avengers was a massive mess. It was so bad that even playing it with my friends didn't make it fun. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, I wanted to be that game, but they chose to make it a single-player game rather than a co-op adventure. And so I'm kind of hoping Fantastic Four is, is the game that I've been hoping for, which is, like, very similar to Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad, like a campaign-focused experience but meant to be played with other people the pedigree of amy henning is there i'm probably there day one to play this game i hope it's not an exclusive to a specific platform i really hope it's available to everybody even though like i have all the systems that won't detract me from buying it on playstation opposed to xbox but i think companies especially a company like disney it's probably in their best interest to make the game available to the widest audience possible. It will be. It, I I don't think it will be exclusive. I because when we really look at it, especially with Marvel games, Marvel games are not often exclusive. The only ones that have been are ones that were developed by Sony owned studios. Mm-hmm. So like Amy Hennig is not tied to Sony or Microsoft, um, and therefore I don't I don't think it would be exclusive. Like the unless it ends up being an X Men game instead of a fantastic four game and then if it's supposed to tie in with wolverine then maybe but i i don't see it like i really i really don't see that being the case so i think just for like marvel midnight suns we we did get the announcement that the game got delayed for a second time it could be this time could be potentially the end of the fiscal like it it might not come out in the fiscal year but it might not be in 2022 yeah so it could be until end of march uh, yes. next year so but for that game my hope is just to get because i'm actually interested in this game i really like those XCOM style tactical rpgs and with marvel characters it makes it even more enticing just more character reveals another trailer maybe the release window i i think we've it's been proven twice now giving the exact release date's a bad idea for this game just give it a release window so just tell us if it's going to make the calendar year or not. And I think I'd be happy with that. And then for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, the interesting thing about that game is all the content that we know about from the deluxe edition of the game has been revealed. And they're all character packs. Interesting thing would be if they do sort of a story expansion because i know a lot of lego games before like i i play a lot of lego games like there'd be for instance the lego uh, i forgot i think it was lego batman 3 they had like the arrow story pack they have like the shazam story pack they had aquaman story pack like those games didn't just give you the character the 10 characters and say okay you have 10 characters to play in the actual lego game itself no told the story of whatever property those characters were coming from. So, like, you got an abridged version of Arrow. You got an abridged version of Shazam and Aquaman. So that would be cool if they did that with Obi-Wan, or if they do that with Andor, which is coming up. 
do stuff like that. I think having the extra story content, even as minor as it is in the grand scheme of things, that's better than just getting 10 characters that you'll probably never use in the free play of the main game. So I'd rather them go down that route if they ever do Obi-Wan. So, but I can't see it being much more than that for Lego Star Wars. And then Disney Dreamlight Valley. I don't know what they could possibly show for this game to make me interested in it. Like, I know people say it looks good, but I have just, and we're, I'll probably talk about this later, but I have an issue with these sort of mobile feeling games like as good as this game does look the fact that it is going to be a potentially a free-to-play game bothers me and there's just nothing they could show that would make me interested in that because there's just too many free-to-play games that i already play that i put enough time into i don't need more of them and i know having disney and and like referencing the theme parks and stuff as a way to draw me in but it's just i i can't i can't do it but those are the games we know of that are going to be there but I heard a, a rumor, though, that Marvel vs. Capcom might be coming back. Like, they might actually be porting Marvel vs. Capcom 2 onto current generation systems. And I think that would be a huge thing. Because I, if I recall correctly, the console versions, I believe it's PS2 and maybe the original Xbox version of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, are very, very expensive. Also, good luck finding an arcade to play those games in. And... Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is the most beloved Marvel vs. Capcom game. Like, I would buy that. I think that would be fantastic. So, other than that, that's a, the, the last little rumored game I know of. But is there anything you would like to see out of Disney, Marvel, and I guess maybe we could throw Star Wars in there? Because... Well, Pixar's there, too. Because they did mention explicitly Pixar. I would like them to make a formal statement about knights of the old republic remake because it sounds like that game is under a lot of fire right now and it would be nice if they just made a statement like even something like nintendo did when they were unhappy with metroid prime 4 where they say something along the lines of hey like we were working on the game we weren't happy with how it was going so we are going to be restarting development please look forward to a future announcement like even just like addressing it i'd like to see that um, just because I think there's a lot of uncertainty around it right now. I would love to see Spider-Man or Wolverine stuff, although I don't anticipate it will be there just because I feel like Sony would be the one to administer any new information, especially because all we've seen of those games are just their first announcements. So the next drop of info will inherently be like like the real first information about the game. And so it's hard for me to envision that it would happen there. But there's also a rumored PlayStation um, event happening in the next couple weeks. And so it's very possible that, you know, Spider-Man and Wolverine are shown there and then they give a little bit more at D23 because they did talk about Spider-Man um, at D23 when the first game was coming out. So it's possible and then the last one, which I don't think will be shown at all, but if it was, I'd be happy, is Kingdom Hearts 4. But again, that's most likely not getting shown in the slightest. But again, at D23, back in 2015, after the initial trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, 
they did show off the very first snippet of Kingdom Hearts 3 at D23, and it was just concept art of Baymax and Sora together. So it's possible that they do something like that, like say like, hey, by the way, Kingdom Hearts 4 was, it's the Kingdom Hearts anniversary this year was announced earlier in the year. Like, we want to reassure you that Disney Worlds will be in the game. Here's some concept art of Sora in Zootopia. I don't know. Like something, something like that. Something really yeah. small, like just a little snippet of something. I really think it's possible this, that we'll see Kingdom Hearts. I really do, like, especially because it's the anniversary year. I think there should be something, to be on, and honest with you. Because, if I recall correctly, there's even, like, a potential, like, Kingdom Hearts, like, Disney Plus show. If I was a betting man, I would say Kingdom Hearts would be there. But Star Wars-wise, obviously I would want star wars jedi survivor to be there but i think that is also like sort of someone else's announcement to make but i think it was a nintendo direct last year i don't remember if it was the partner showcase or it was the actual nintendo direct but they showed a hero based star wars shooter called i think star wars hunters and the game got silently pushed to next year i think it's a free-to-play game but it's going to sort of be like an overwatch type game and i was always sort of interested in that now, I don't expect much, but if it is there, I would want to know, like, okay, are we getting actual Star Wars characters in the game, or is it going to be sort of like a customized character type of thing? But And then also, the interesting thing for me would be, what is Disney going to do with their portfolio of older games that haven't been re-released yet? There's a lot of real classic Disney games from the... NES, the SNES, the Genesis, even the arcade. Like, I could easily see Disney doing another sort of, like, compilation pack similar to how they did with Aladdin and the Lion King and, like, with the Disney Afternoon Collection. Get all those classic games out there because I really think that all these past games are actually quite good. Like, even the NES Mickey and Minnie game, I have fond memories of that game. Jungle Book is really fun. Port Epic Mickey, because Epic Mickey was a Wii exclusive. No, no. I love Epic Mickey. I no no. I I agree with you. So let me share a little aside for you for can y'all. put Epic Mickey on <laughs> Switch easily. Okay, on Switch I agree. I agree. Port yeah. Epic Mickey and Epic Mickey Two to Switch. I hundred percent agree. Um, but I was gonna say don't port it to consoles because recently my partner and I decided to play Epic Mickey Two on PlayStation Plus Collection. And within 10 minutes, we had to put it down because that game is designed for motion controls. It is so bad to use a controller. Well, Epic, with those, those Epic Mickey 2 in general is bad, but Epic Mickey 1 is, I think, low-key one of my favorite games game. on Wii. No, it is. But that game is designed to have motion controls. I would play Epic Mickey 1 again if it got ported to Switch. I would too. Like Epic Mickey 3. Well, I don't know if they do that. Like the whole shutdown of disney interactive and i feel like disney kind of signed up for something that they didn't necessarily agree with with epic mickey like they didn't like the direction that the game was going down i don't think they would do that again but i do think that is a very good segue though to like what properties we want disney so i had one more before we go into there i guess kind of two more things that could pop up that before we get into this like disney properties that could show up um, that I probably should have mentioned earlier. But one is there's there's been a rumored Mandalorian game for quite a while. So it's very possible that it shows up there. The other one that I don't think would have come to many people's minds immediately when we were thinking about this that has a very good chance of being shown there 
is Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Bethesda's Indiana Jones game. Because they didn't say Star Wars. They said Lucasfilm properties specifically. Like in their press release, they said, like, focus on games from Lucasfilm, Marvel, and Pixar is what they said. So that makes me think the fact that they used Lucasfilm instead of Star Wars, that we might get Indiana Jones. I have a feeling with that game, the fact that we didn't see it during Microsoft's conference makes me think that and it's sad when i think about this but like it's probably a ways out it'd probably be like a tie-in with the movie when indiana jones 5 exactly but don't you think we're gonna get the first indiana jones 5 trailer at d23 maybe they were holding on to it yeah maybe Uh, yeah i guess we would see it at d23 it wouldn't be a big trailer but it'd be be something back to your question yeah yeah so outside of what we know and like rumors and things like that. What Disney franchise would you hope get a video game adaptation or like a new game? Cause I guess like there's been toy story games before, but like what would you want in a new toy story game? Like if, if you were to pick toy story, something like that. I mean, I think there's only like a handful of properties that I feel I'd want to see done in a game form I'm more of the kind of like, I like the concept of things like Disney Infinity or Disney Mirrorverse. So I'd probably want to see something more like that of like a mashup in some kind of form, whether that be a brawler or like the Disney Kart Racer that's coming out. Things like that are like a party game. But I guess like if I had to choose one, like I I'd feel like a Big Hero 6 game would be really fun. I just think Big Hero 6 works in general with a lot of mediums. But I, I don't know. Like Personally, I don't see a lot of value in Disney and Pixar games aside from doing things like kingdom hearts or a disney car racer or disney mirrorverse where where like you mash them all up and and create something original with it i think the easiest one like everyone seems like everyone's doing it now is the the platform fighter like make a smash bros like game i would love to see that with disney i don't think disney is the type of company that would want to see like sully punching mickey mouse in the face like I, i don't know if they would be down for that but I do think, though, Mickey Mouse has been done dirty since Epic Mickey has come out. The fact that Disney's just like constantly giving us mobile puzzle games and free to play games, and like that's basically like all we see with the traditional Disney characters. So, not Pixar, not Star Wars, not Marvel, to me is a huge disservice. Like, I would die to have another mickey mouse 3d platformer in the vein of epic mickey not in the style of epic mickey but just the gameplay where like it's in you're in this big world and when disney interactive shut down they lost their internal developers so like i would hope disney would be able to find a partner i don't know what company would be because like there's everyone's being bought by a bigger company now but if they could license out mickey mouse or if they could license out another classic disney character like those movies are classic those shorts are classics like everyone knows who these disney characters are if you could attach a reputable studio that has the pedigree of making platformers even like go team up with capcom again and make 2d platformers for for your characters like you can make a encanto platformer for all i care if you team up with a, a studio like Capcom, like they've made you a dozen or so classic 2D platformers in the past. 
they could easily do it again. Like your brand is going to be okay. Your characters are going to stay popular. They're going to stay relevant. They're going to be protected. Just ease up on the restrictions and just let people make games with your classic characters instead of these cash grab games. Just that's what I want with Disney. Just make an actual video game. I don't care what franchise it is. Have faith in the industry because you can make a lot of money if you give a little bit of faith to a developer. And we all know how much modern Disney loves their money. So we are all big Disney fans at the Hub World. Just to a little tease, like we are talking about maybe doing a tier list on Disney animated movies, which is a big undertaking. There's going to be a lot of work involved. And by work, I mean watching movies. But like Disney Parks content would be fun. Talking about our favorite rides at Disneyland or like movies, TV shows, things like that. I feel like Disney is something we haven't really talked about very much outside of Marvel and Star Wars. But that's something I would, I would actually look forward to talking about is just going into the weeds on Disney a little bit. Jules, was there anything else that you would like to add? or I don't think so. I think yeah, we covered pretty much all of it. So just remember, for the rest of August and September, I can't promise like a lot in terms of content. Like We're going to try, obviously, but things will get back to normal probably in September at some point. Anyways, that brings us to the end of today's quest. So if you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, and follow button below. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming quests or share your thoughts in a comment down below. We'll see you next episode. Microsoft, make a new Banjo game. See you later, everyone. Yeah.